1: six more months of being underage what happens if you see your shadow in the morning <laughs> boom ladies and gentlemen that's
2: it uh, a... you've got pucks
1: filled that's right folks <laughs> you just you just got you just got bill murray <laughs> welcome to the crunch episode 56 it is your boy, Ethan, a.k.a. at And I'm Patrick at Catholic Pat. Patrick just tried to take his shirt off to record this episode, and I had to watch him struggle to even get the neck hole over his <laughs> head. These are the kinds of things we oh, have to deal to with specific. here on the, on the Crunch. Patrick, how are you doing other than the whole shirt fiasco here. that I just witnessed?
2: You know, it put a real big damper on my weekend, but so far I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. It was Homecoming weekend this weekend. Oh, or nice. it is currently Homecoming. Oh, weekend let's go. It at, is Homecoming. Here at Franciscan University of Steubenville. Yeah. And Luke and Gomer are hashtag not here. Does
1: it make because you sad that your parents didn't come to see you at Homecoming?
2: You know what? It doesn't. And here's why. Because I'm from Florida. I get it. They're so far away. And mom's calling me right now, but she's not She's not Mom, in the future, this is why I didn't pick up yesterday. <laughs> because i was on the crunch i'm not gonna tell all right yeah so it's homecoming weekend and homecoming is a lot different than it was in high school yeah i noticed yeah why is that yeah there's no it's a lot less it's a lot less uncomfortable mm-hmm. than homecoming was in high school um less less ties less dances and more people actually coming Home. Home, like you know,
1: more, more actual homecoming. It's almost as if homecoming <laughs> has a purpose in college and in high school, it's just kind of there. It's
2: just kind of, it's kind of, you know, it just does. It just is.
1: Yo, speaking of homecoming, shout out to my brother Alex. First of all, this is a big, this is a big promo- this is a paid promotional advertisement by my brother Alex for the podcast. He came <laughs> to, he came to visit K State. He paid me in cheezits. He came to visit K State yesterday, um, which was awesome. He came with both my parents for like a senior day type thing and I got to hang out with him for a little bit. So he check this out. Check out the game that my brother displays, okay? <laughs> I want you to I want you to understand this. So he asks this girl to homecoming, to his homecoming, right? And she's like, "Yeah, sure, whatever. I guess I'll go." She goes, right? And then next thing I know, I'm asking Alex like, "Hey, how did homecoming go?" He's like, "Good." And he's like, "She's taking me to her homecoming." No way. I know. And get, even more get this. So this, so she goes to a Catholic school, right? And Alex had to sign all these forms and, like, make sure. <laughs> he has to take a breathalyzer when he goes in because this school has yeah. had such major problems with, like, <laughs> students coming intoxicated or whatever. He had to get a, a form signed yes. by an administrator. He had to, like, go all out to prove that he is worthy of of taking this girl of to attending. this dance. Yeah. I'm pretty excited for him. When I was his age, when I was a senior in high school, you know who I was taking to homecoming? Please say it was your cousin. It was my no, it was just my my girlfriend at the time. I dated a girl oh. for for two months my senior year of of high school, Ooh, folks. That's spicy. Yeah, but homecoming was a good time. I miss that time. Like it makes you kind of nostalgic for high school a little bit, don't you think?
2: Yeah. To like, be
1: fair, like home, those were those were the days. They were the days, and we don't have the days anymore. No longer, is, the there, I mean, no we longer have is there no longer is there the thrill now. no longer is there the thrill of coming back from summer and like you're just on the prowl you're just hunting you're looking for you're looking for some girl some fresh honey to ask to the homecoming dance like that that used to be what occupied my entire month of September like that was just just what I did and it was just so fun up. it was so exciting and now it's like you're my right. month my month of September is spent taking thermodynamics tests <laughs> Please save me. Midterms. <laughs> so sad. My,
2: I don't want to. I don't want to one up how cool your brother no, is. No, do it, do it, do it. Nick, so Nick is now a junior, but back in the day he was a freshman. Okay, that would make okay, sense. Back when he was a
1: freshman, I'm following.
2: He went to prom as, as a, a, freshman.
1: a freshman. No,
2: he got asked to prom as a freshman. Is your
1: because your brother's kind of a hunk, low key. He's. He's a cool kid.
2: <laughs> so money, he doesn't know it, but he does. Mm. That's my little brother. Mm-hmm. Like he boy. He's he's a super good kid and cuz girls just like him. Yeah. You know cuz he he's just he's, they they feel safe around him and they are because he's he's a good boy and wow. he would never do anything to hurt them. Yeah, he he had this he had a senior um ask him ask him out kind of. She like really wanted to date him. Wow. And he was a he was a sophomore at the time. When she asked him out, and he was like, "No, like she's just not like, I don't know, she's just not up to my standards." And oh, like, Nick, she was
1: gorgeous. She's a she senior. She went to youth group. She's like, an older woman. What do you? What more exactly, do you want?
2: Exactly. I was like Nick. If I was when I was a sophomore, I would have been like, "Yep, all right, I'm signing up, Sign the card, I'm done." Like, <laughs> if, if a girl like that, if day. a girl like
1: that would ask me like, "Hey, um, I would really like to date you. All you got to do is just kind of give up your firstborn son," I would have been like, "Where do I sign? Where do I sign? I'm all ready." Mean, technically, no, let's make mind, it happen. Never mind. Oh gosh, what Nick, Lady Killer? He, he's going
2: to, he's going, he's going to homecoming tonight with a fine, a fine lady. He just called me to tell you were you were there. He called me to tell me about it. He's like, oh dude, I'm so nervous. And I'm like, oh Nick, he has nothing to be he's nervous so about. Shaken. He's got nothing to be nervous about. That's what my brother's the same. Cast would be relieved when it's over
1: exactly my brother's the same thing but it's not like my brother calls me and tells me that he's nervous because my brother wouldn't be caught dead calling me and telling me things but he's gonna (laughs) he's he's fine he's a good boy our brothers are good boys this that's what this is thank you just overall thank you to alex and nick for sponsoring this segment of the podcast um (laughs) we use it to buy clothes and food so that we can survive so thank you
2: and if the homecoming ladies don't work out, we have a treasure trove of Crunch listeners that are not eighteen that would love to date you guys, Alex and Nick. So, that's if you of, ever we're it, not.
1: This is not a dating service. We're
2: not. This, this is <laughs> a dating service. This is not a dating I want, service. I want my little brother to find to find a nice young lady, and and
1: yeah, <laughs> you, you he know. deserves so much. He's such a good guy. You're, you're a whack job. Let's get into He's the so show. Much better than me. Let's get into the show. <laughs> We got a lot on the menu today. We so. do have a lot on the menu today. We're gonna to bring back um, <laughs> everybody's favorite segment of the show. Uh, it's called everybody's favorite recurring. segment. Everybody's favorite recurring segment before. that we that we've been doing for months. It's called uh, the monthly mailbag.
2: The monthly mailbag. The monthly mailbag. Uh, ladies and mailman gentlemen, and Steve.
1: with with there's no mailman. Um, I wish there was a mailman. There's a mailman. The mailman's name is there Google Voice. <laughs> <laughs> so mailman Google. Here's the here's the catch. Here's the deal. Right. So we, we, for our one-year celebration episode, we set up a Google voicemail box for people to call in and ask us questions, give us comments, give us things to talk about. Um, And we left that that open. You know, we've kind of talked about the number a little bit here and there. We forget to mention it every episode, but we do sometimes. So we've gotten a couple of messages in um, that we want to address today because we don't want to just leave them unaddressed. Um, But that number, if you want to call in, if you like what we do on this episode and you want us to talk about something that's on your mind, or something that you've been struggling with, or something that you just want to hear us riff on for 15 minutes, um, you can give us a call and leave us a message at 785-251-3989. 785-251-3989. And it'll just be a Google voicemail, and you just leave a message, and we will put it on the show and talk about whatever it is you want to talk about.
2: Please do it, we're lonely.
1: We are kind of lonely, but uh, we're good people. And...
2: And we have good brothers.
1: We do have good brothers. Uh, Patrick, what say you? We hop right into the first one. All right. Which one is the first one? Um, she didn't leave a name. Uh, but she she asked us a question about heaven.
2: Okay. All right. All right. All right. I haven't heard any of these yet, so I'm pretty excited. Okay, this will
1: be good. We're gonna let's hear this question from this girl now.
3: Hello,
0: crunchy boys. Um, I just wanted to know how you guys think you're per particular um spirituality and how god speaks to you uh through like music or art or like what you see beauty in how you think that will translate to heaven um and if you guys could share what you personally think of when you think of heaven um cuz i think it's really beautiful when people share what they consider to be like a heavenly vision um so yeah that was basically my question
3: have a good day bye
1: cool that's a good question. That's a fun question. Thank, thank
2: you for calling in,
1: Mystery Caller. Mystery Caller, yeah. Whatever your name is, thank you for calling in. Uh, Patrick, what are your thoughts? What are your initial like, when somebody asks you that, what do you think? What is your... Well,
2: I think that in heaven we're all just going to be wearing white versions of the clothes we usually wear. So like, <laughs> I'll be wearing a white button-up with white jeans and white converse.
1: That's just like that movie, Evan Almighty. Yeah.
2: And you'll be wearing white flannel, I don't know how that would work, with a white t-shirt and in
1: white gym shorts or, or white k-state jersey or i could or i could just take off my shirt and be completely white and whiter than everybody else <laughs> <laughs> due to my due to my skin tone folks that's the due joke to my right skin there tone. there it is what do you think heaven's gonna be like ethan i don't know um i'm gonna get real really quick um no, i mean okay i when, sometimes i think about heaven and sometimes i think about like um kind of the resurrected like, body and our life, you know, on Earth after after the end of time and everything. And it really, really scares me. It really, really freaks me out. Like, nothing – I'm generally a pretty calm guy. You know, I don't struggle with a lot, but um, – I mean, I do struggle with a lot. But as far as, like, I don't freak out about a lot of things. You know, heights scare me. I'm claustrophobic. <laughs> and sometimes when I start thinking about dying, I have panic attacks, like, straight up. I start to breathe really fast and I start to like, kind of, I literally totally clam up and I'm the opposite of how I normally am. It's really, it's really scary and kind of freaky because like thinking about death and thinking about eternity and what that actually means, I don't understand it. And I'm just scared, like what that means, like forever is a very long time. What if I get bored? You know, like that's, (laughs) that's always my go-to is like, I'm going to run out of things to do. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) this the the earth life on earth makes sense because there's an end goal. There's an end game. Right. And when you die, then there's, that's, it's just this huge question mark. There's this huge unknown and it really just cuts me to the core every time. So like sometimes I like to, I don't like to, but I just happen to focus on that aspect of death and heaven and all of that more than the positive aspect, which I know there's only positive aspects and there's not really a negative aspect to heaven and being with Christ forever. But That's kind of what I think of, and it's hard for me to get over that and to think about all of the good sometimes.
2: That's interesting.
1: Yeah. I don't know why that is. I don't know either. I mean, I don't really know what to say, because, like,
2: heaven, for me, heaven is, and this is not a good thing, for me, heaven has always just been, like, this, um, well, I mean, to be honest, this, this uh, certitude, and not in a good way, in less of a hopeful way and more of a presumption, a presumptive sense, Mm -hmm. you know, like oh it's just it's just where you go and then it's just it just is it's kind of just like earth again but you're kind of just walking around and it's like if you trip you don't get hurt it's fine (laughs) but there's so much more to it than that and i can't wait until i can trip and it doesn't hurt um but (laughs) but i don't know there there's so much more to heaven and yeah the old glorified body sense it's like well why will I be able to recognize myself? Like, what What will I look like? Like what, what? And then I start thinking like, wait, what part of me now is not good. And mm-hmm. I'm like, like looking around, I'm like, oh no, my think my, my nail beds are too, too high. <laughs> that's, let's be honest. It's my weight, but we're going <laughs> to, my nail beds. As well. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. I don't, I don't, I don't have like panic attacks, but yeah, when I think about death, it is, it is scary. Cause it's like, what is next? I can't. I can't comprehend this reality. So
1: I. I'm scared of it. Yeah, I mean, I. As far as like actually answering the question, I mean, in music and you know what I think she mentioned, um, art and other types of things. You know, I find beauty in just interesting things as far as music goes, um, like really aggressive. Dutch hardcore music really gets me going and I, that's that's what, that's what I find beauty in as as far as that goes, and art like I just find weird art interesting and all of that stuff, so for me, like the ideal heaven is you get up there and it's like it's just a rager like a hundred percent you're fist pumping you're going as hard as you can, and for me, I get tired after about three minutes of dancing really hard, and you know if I'm able to do that for you know a while, that'd be sick. I would love that. You know, and I know, and I know that Jesus would love it if I was able to do that because it would make me happy. And I don't know. I don't know how heaven's gonna work. I don't know. I don't know much of anything other than we're gonna be up there. We're gonna be doing. I was. I
2: was doing it. This does not directly connect, but it does kind of give us a little sense of what heaven is. I was talking to a friend about. I was talking to one of my sent team missionaries. We were doing a retreat over, last weekend, and I was talking about how much better a weekend long retreat is because mm. um, we had we had a retreat where the confirmation kids were with their sponsors all day um, they were split up for a couple of minutes but it was mostly them together all day well this would have been good for the sunday after a weekend of retreat to like kind of get the kids used to each other and mm. then bring in the sponsors to kind of see the change that has been brought out in these kids and hopefully like help help them want to foster that change so we're talking about that And we're like, why is that? We're talking about why it is that retreats are so helpful. And it's because like, I mean, when I look back on retreats that I've been on, I just remember myself, like, first of all, just barefoot Mm -hmm. and running around and happy. And some of the most, some of the most exciting retreats that I've ever been on have been outdoors and just with people. And I don't remember what time it was. Mm -hmm. And it feels like it was, it feels like it was forever, even Mm -hmm. though it was only a weekend and it was just this constant just um community and joy and i was talking to her i was like you know those retreats are a taste of heaven Mm -hmm. and where everyone's on an equal plane in terms of community you're not like looking at adults and like oh these are the adults and they're like (laughs) watching us you know it's like you're kind of running off on you're not not on your own in the sense that you don't have any authority because there's authority from god but like you're on you're in community with him and it's a full community that isn't like tarnished by any kind of earthly hierarchy it's more of an eternal one
1: so yeah yeah no that's why i've definitely felt the same thing just on retreats that i've gone on retreats that i've led like especially this past summer and the summer before when i got to go on steubenville with my my teens from my home parish um for the camp that we go to afterwards that for me is like the biggest thing is because you just wake up you're all together like you go get breakfast with everybody and you just have all day to play yeah like it's just a day of you just play all day and you play paintball and you play volleyball and you play vas- basketball and you l- take a nap and you <laughs> then you get to have time to go and read then you have time to go to pray and sing and like the whole evening is spent just singing and praising and it's like you know multiple times we say like this is what heaven is this is what heaven is but it's hard to truly believe that sometimes
2: <laughs> we were um, on this retreat I, I mean we kind of experienced that my mission team and I we kind of We kind of experienced that because we were all together all weekend. Mm -hmm. I remember we were scouting out locations. Me and the three other guys were scouting out locations for our guys talk. We went outside and we found this old like post-war playground. Like stuff that wouldn't be made now because it looks too unsafe. And it was all made of like old scrap metal. Like this huge slide and these insane swings and this baller seesaw. It was so cool. Nice. And so we, we we see it and we all just look at each other. And we just book it towards the <laughs> swing set. And we're just, we're, two of them are on the seesaw and they're like flying off and oh, it's totally yeah. unsafe. And I'm on the swings and I'm flying and I run up the slide and they're like sliding down and down and down and down. And then all I could think of was the glory of God is man fully alive. We're just like screaming, <laughs> we're having so much fun. And we're all like over the age, we're all like around the age of 20. Yeah. And we're just having so much fun. Yeah. And i was like, this is what, this is a little little taste, a little sliver of what heaven is like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that answers that question pretty fully. I mean, heaven is going to be like how you how you feel when time passes quickest, you know, like how you what you're doing. And I don't mean like watching Netflix for hours on end. Like, I mean, and you're like, oh, oh my gosh, it's one in the morning. I didn't even know. But like when you're out with people and you're doing something or you're experiencing something or you are somewhere that makes time go by so fast and you don't want to leave and you don't want to go home and you don't want to go back to normal life because it brought you closer to God even if you don't know it. Like that's that's what heaven is going to be. And I don't know. That's That's my thought. That's how I'll wrap that up. Hey! thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this.
0: That was a
1: good question yeah that was a really good question thank you mystery caller um next we've got one from uh jordan and this one is interesting i don't know how well we're going to be able to answer it but we're going to do our best let's hear from jordan
3: hey guys my name is jordan i've been listening to the crunch for about one month now and i'm a senior in college just like you guys um i wanted to throw out a topic out there which I think that Catholic couple made a video about when they were headed to a Steubenville conference, which is how to better integrate uh, Hispanic people into the Catholic culture. I am Hispanic, and I go to uh, a only Spanish parish here in Atlanta, Georgia. And it seems like we're living in two different worlds, even though it's in the same country. Like, I know that my, uh, most everyone in the church has never heard of Life Team or Integrity Restored, or all these great resources seems to be available for catholics that are like part of the club the uh seems to be mostly white uh club that is american catholicism and how do we integrate uh you know hispanic people and latin catholics into the mix better anyways thank you so much and i love your podcast bye
2: yeah i don't know how we're gonna answer this one
1: i don't either he makes some
2: uh, very he makes some very salient points. I was there.
1: literally about to say the word salient, and you took it right out of my mouth.
2: Ah, oh, there it is. That's awesome.
1: I don't know. I see this. I've I've been thinking about this for years. Like even before I was kind of involved in ministry and making this podcast and everything, I always noticed that like even when, like when I was a young kid going to church, I'd be like, man, there's no, there's just a lot of white people here. Yeah. There's no black people here. There's no Asian people here. There's, I mean, there were some Hispanic people because the the city that I grew up in um, had a pretty big uh, Hispanic population. But like, other than that, I never really saw it. it. was just all white people. And now I'm at Kansas State, which is arguably one of the whitest colleges. In in I mean, in it's, one of the whitest states. In the one of the white states, in the Midwest. I mean, and we're in Manhattan, Kansas, which is the middle of nowhere. Um. It's just like all the entirety of Western Kansas is just German, you know, descendants of German immigrants and farmers and all of that. And that makes up the majority of the people that go to my school. So it's like kind of been something I've thought about for a long time is I mean, is that is it is it because of where I am and that there's not a lot of Hispanic people? There's not a lot of um, I know he asked specifically about Hispanic people, but I'm just I'm like trying to broaden it to people that aren't white. Um, is it because of where I am or is it because we're doing a terrible job at reaching out to you know, other people?
2: So like my my experience has been a little bit different, but it's there's still something that can be said. My parish has a really high um Vietnamese community, Filipino community, and Hispanic community. And so they have like they have a ton of events that they have their own ministries that work within the parish and they have events that like pretty much everybody goes to. So I we we get like a taste of those cultures. Um I I'm, I'm actually going to a wedding of a friend who's Filipino and I was t- I was asking if there was going to be the dancing with the sticks. And they're like, "You know about that?" I'm like, "Yeah, I do." Yeah, I do. I did it. I'm good at it. Um but anyway, so yeah, I mean, but th- there there's a problem there too because like the v- Vietnamese mass is said Every other Sunday, and it's like there's no white people there. Why? Why is the whole community not going? Like that. that that's that's the thing. It's like why why is it separated? Why aren't the cultures being like mutually shared? And then you get into like this kind of awkward, the awkward situation where you're like we're like you get into cultural appropriation. It's like, well, at what point is it cultural appropriation? At which point is it cultural appreciation? And at which point are you being oppressive? At which point are you not? And there's then you get, like, a ton of, like, political correctness,
1: and it's tough to mm-hmm. navigate mm-hmm. around, yeah. Yeah, I think that people, um, I think that white people are too scared to do that. Like, I think they're scared that if they try to engage, then they're appropriating. I think they're yeah. scared that they're, like, because I think a lot of, especially, I'm just going to talk about, like, the parish, just the average American parish, Um, the people that work in those parishes, the white people that work in those parishes, um, don't want to overstep their bounds. Don't want to because we have at my home, one of my old home parish, they have a great like Our Lady of Guadalupe celebration. The only white person that goes is the pastor. You know, for the most part. Yeah, you know some exceptions. You know, of course, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, and I don't know how to get uh, Hispanic people. Um, more aware of Life Teen or more aware of Integrity Reformed or those kinds of things. I don't understand – I don't know how to solve the problem other than we have to reach out to those people. And I don't know how to do that either because I feel like we do reach out to those people, but we reach out to them and we say, hey, we've got a great Our Lady of Guadalupe celebration. You can go to that, Hispanic folk. um, And then, you know, everybody's invited to the fish fry but it's different like those two events are completely different in like the makeup of the people that put them on and the makeup of the people that go again i'm just thinking about my home parish it might be different than you know other other places i don't know i'm not in a position to really answer this i can just kind of discuss about what i've seen and
2: yeah think about that catholic couple is is daniel is um first of all in texas and very close to Mexico, and yeah. has a Mexican wife, and hangs out in Mexico sometimes. So like he gets to see it a lot, uh-huh. and he brings up some really good points, um, about the 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 national culture, you know, because because indivi- individual communities cultures are a little different. They're different, yeah. Yeah. Than like the national culture, and like you're you're right, the national Catholic culture is predominantly white.
1: It's white. Weird. It's whitewashed to the extreme. Like it's crazy. That's weird. Yeah,
2: because that doesn't really represent mm-hmm. the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. You know, it represents it represents America.
1: Is that know, because like, like Is that because but the not... people the people that are saying like the people that are up on stage, the people that are writing books, the people that are starting ministries, are more financially able to do those things? Because I mean. I mean like, that would yeah, make sense. that's probably what it is. That's probably what it is to to get really down to it is that um, white people, ah, I don't want to – they're in a better position to do those types of things just because of the way that America is. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'm wrong in saying that. I, I mean, I don't, people, I don't think you're wrong in saying that. I don't, that, I don't like, think I'm wrong in that.
2: Because you can, you can talk about – you can, you can talk about how, like, there's an equal opportunity in America, and you can. and, mm-hmm. and like, Anybody can do anything. If an they extent, just pull themselves
1: up by their bootstraps. To an
2: extent, you're right. Yeah. But then you drive in downtown Steubenville, and you're like, what? Mm-hmm. Why? You go, you go drive through downtown Steubenville, and then you go five minutes over to Wintersville. And it looks totally different. It's like, well, all the white people moved over there, and Mm -hmm. then all of their taxes went with them, and then this community went downhill fast. And it's like, oh, look, this is how it works. It's Everybody has this equal opportunity under the law, which is good, but there's still an economic disparity that we have to account for. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, that. to be fair, that's more important than making sure that Hispanic people are speaking at Steubenville conferences, I think. No, I agree with that. I think that it's more important to to rectify the economic disparity that happens in your own community. I just think before, that the like,
1: that the the speaker disparity is just representative of the overall disparity. Yeah, it's disparity. Just representative. Yeah. Of the, yeah. And like, because we can we
2: can spend a lot of time and money going into going into into low income communities and like, are you good at speaking? Are you good at speaking? And then prop <laughs> them up and then like have like a like a, a um an underdog situation. You're like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. let's just fund this guy and bring him up. You could do that, Mm -hmm. but how much good would it do? I don't know. There's Yeah, it's it's a really it's a really tough question. And there's
1: I mean, there's a lot of conversations going on nowadays about race. What with the whole kneeling thing and just ever since Trump became president, that's just been on the forefront of everybody's mind is this fact. And I think that Catholics like to kind of sit and just be like, Yep, look at that racism over there. It's pretty bad. Oh, it it's all over there. Oh man, it's terrible. Oh. But
2: that's not what saints did, you know. They no. saw they saw
1: um injustice and then they went into the injustice. But how do we like w- there is injustice within our own church just based on like the numbers, based on what we see, based on what's popular? Um Okay, I see what you're saying. Like how do we fix that? How do we how, what can we do individually as members of a parish that changes that? I mean, the only thing that I can think of is like when you're at when you're at mass. I don't want to say like, oh, make sure that you talk to all the people that have a different skin color than you, because I don't think <laughs> I don't think that's the answer, and I don't think that's the mindset we should be going into it with. It's so tough
2: to like have even practicals for this. Like, yeah. how do you practically end? Because I, I don't, think, I don't think, I don't think the problem is like a, a racism in the formal sense where you actively believe that right. someone with a skin color that's different than yours is a lesser human being than right. you. I don't think it's there's that. a no, it's definitely there's a that. racism in the informal sense where we as a culture have kind of put lines around ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And then since the white group is so big, it just gets so like since it's the biggest camp it just gets you know propped Propped up up. more people Mm -hmm. get to do more things and you can say there's like people are there it's it's proportional to like the only there's like one black person for every four white people on there but it's not true Mm -hmm. i mean it's not it's not represented in like especially not like the the speakers that you see or the catholic celebrities quote unquote that you see Mm
1: -hmm. um or the bishops you know yeah i think I mean, even you're talking about conferences, you go to you go to a Steubenville conference. Maybe it's just again because I go to the one that's in Missouri. In the Midwest. Yeah. In the Midwest. A lot of white people. Most of the teens that are there are white. Like ninety nine percent of the teens that are there are white. To be
2: fair, the one in Florida was a good majority Hispanics. And my, my lead group was a was a solid. Well majority. that's good. It See again. Half half.
1: It's hard for me to talk about it because I live in a Here I live in the, the Midwest, yeah. So it's difficult. But I think I think the way that young adult and teen Catholicism is kind of set up, like the trend that it's be going is that if you're a rich, rich white parish, you can afford to go to Steubenville and NCYC and Covecrest and all of those things. And that will, I mean, those things are good and they give teens great encounters with Christ and they set them up for success in college and everything. And then, you know, those are the people that are involved after they graduate and all of that stuff. I mean, but think of how that feeds back as if only the churches that can afford to go on these trips, which are overwhelmingly white churches, are giving these – like how – what is happening to the churches that cannot afford to send their teens to these things? Not that those churches can't bring their teens to Christ, but it. I can see – I totally see how they just feel left out because of that. Um. So is it is it an inter-church problem or is it an intra-church problem? Like do we need to – distribute the wealth more between dioceses between like within the states to make sure that you know because my my home parish can send it sends 100 teens to steubenville and there's a parish just down the way in the same town that i don't think sends any and Mm -hmm. like that's not good i don't know what to do about that though everything would be solved if everybody tithed 10 percent. you're right (laughs) it's my go-to it's my go-to line and like the Catholic
2: Church is, by far the most equipped mm-hmm. to redistribute mm-hmm. wealth within itself. This not is not it. an
1: endorsement of socialism, by the way. This is just, <laughs> I'm just talking. I'm just. Spouting. I mean, to
2: be to be fair, that you send you send money to your diocese, and then your diocese has all these churches that it equally cares about,
1: mm-hmm. potentially, potentially, hopefully. Hopefully. hopefully, yeah, and ideally. Then it,
2: distribute so like oh this church doesn't need economic assistance well you're not gonna get it then that's fine and then you send it to the other people that don't mm-hmm. that need economic assi- assistance really mm-hmm. badly that's just how i think it works i could be wrong
1: mm-hmm. we could neither of us have degrees in economics neither of us yeah. have worked in a diocese at least i haven't yeah. worked in a diocese but Oh, wait, I have. Yeah, you have. But I mean, yeah. I don't know what kind of work you were doing that related to. <laughs> it was not economics. Yeah. It, so, was, it
2: was tweeting. <laughs> we we
1: could be honestly, seriously wrong. And if you think that we are, please let us know. But I mean, this is just kind of seems to be the trend. Um, uh, Jordan, I wish we had a good answer for you. I wish we knew. The only thing that I can yeah, think I of really that you, the listener, or just the average person can do is by going to things that. Like for example, the one I come up with, like I should go to the Our Lady of Guadalupe celebration, the party, the feast, and have fun and meet people and talk to them and understand like where they're coming from and get to know them, uh, because in an overwhelmingly white parish, maybe they don't feel at home. Maybe they feel like the only place they can feel at home is when they're with other Hispanics or when they're with other Black people or when they're with um, other Vietnamese people. Like yeah. that, I. Uh, So try to – again, it all just comes back to radical hospitality, making everybody feel like they're home all the time. And that means kind of stepping out of our own comfort zones too. Patrick, it's great that you know how to do the stick dance. I love that.
2: (laughs) I don't know what it's called though. I think that's awesome. Um, (laughs) Don't worry about bandwagoning a culture. Just go. Because as long as you're jumping on and not taking it, like that – all I can think of is that Family Eye episode like – Hot tacos and a corn tortilla. That's all I think <laughs> of when I think of cultural appropriation. That was a really um, good Family Guy voice. That was great. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Uh, but from my from my experience, people of other cultures that aren't in Europe, it's always Europe, it's freaking Europeans. The French, they hate you. But ah. if you like go to go to a a Vietnamese mass, they're like, "Yes, welcome. You're so you're so cool. Like let, let's let's tell you. I want to tell you all about these things we do, and I want to mm-hmm. show you all of our food, and then you'll get really fat, and it'll be awesome." Like eat all this different food um yeah that's that 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 was that was my experience as a kid growing up at my parish was going to all the different um cultural food festivals and eating all of the cultural food but yeah so don't don't worry about bandwagoning cultures are not sports teams they're not going to be offended if you if you buy their t-shirt that's that's all i'm gonna say
1: i think that's good i think that's a good answer jordan if that was bad let us know <laughs> If we offended anybody, also let us know. I don't want to, again, I'm just trying to be real. And at the end of the day, all I want is for everybody to have like, yes, equal opportunity America, but I want equal opportunity Catholicism. Like everybody should have the same opportunity to love and know Jesus Christ. And if like the way that we're operating as a church is preventing that from happening, then it needs to change. And I guess awareness is just the first step. um, Making more and more people aware that this is a problem this is something that you know, if you're white, something that, you know, these other uh, groups of people are feeling like you have to know that it's not something that us as white people think about all the time because we get yeah. we get all the benefits. I got all the benefits of being in a nice big white suburban church. Um, and the more and more I, I learn about other people, the more and more I meet people and hear about their stories, the more and more I can't take that for granted. So um, yeah. I guess I don't know.
2: We just um, the Catholic Church should be better at treating people than our country is yeah like it's a good point equal opportunity america sure but equal opportunity catholicism should be not even a question like definitely yeah the country should be catching up with us that's all that's take that we're the trendsetters we are of of loving people all right i got nothing else
1: okay i don't either i think that was good um so that thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for joining us for, yeah, for, the, joining monthly us for the monthly mailbag. Um, if you want to write us, if you want to write us a jingle, um, so I don't have to write another jingle, uh, or oh, another jingle.
3: Another
1: jingle. The... <laughs> I don't see you contributing any musical elements to this podcast. <laughs> Yikes, you're right. Um, if you <laughs> if you like the monthly mailbag, please let us know. Um, it's something that we'd like to do every month, but obviously it requires a little bit of audience participation. So if you would like to call in. And drop us a message. Again, that number is seven eight five two five one three nine eight nine. We'd love to hear from you and we would love to talk about um any number of things you guys can like literally this was a huge range of things we talked about. Heaven and our vision of heaven and struggling with death and eternity, all the way to how do we include Hispanics and other cultures in the church? Like that's we can talk about anything because we love the church and we wanna address whatever whatever you want to talk about. So that's that. Patrick, tell the people the good news. The good news about... You sent out the shirts, didn't you?
2: Oh, yeah, they're...
1: Yep. See, my family hasn't gotten theirs yet, so they, they came to town the other day, and they're like, where are my shirts? Where are my shirts? Where are my shirts? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That's good that they're out. Yep. If you if you don't get them within the next week, call us at 75 251
2: no! Oh, no. <laughs> next, next, next month's monthly mailbag is like, I didn't get my shirts. I didn't get my, I didn't my shirts. Get my shirts. I, didn't I didn't get my shirts. Get my shirts. Yeah.
1: Um otherwise, if you want to contact us in any way, at Bro on Twitter, at Catholic Pat on Twitter, Ethan at the Crunchcast.com, Patrick at the Crunchcast.com, if you want to email us. Um please support us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash the Crunch. If you believe in what we're doing, and want us to continue doing it. Um that money goes towards us being able to do things, as in paying for shipping for shirts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh and future merch that is headed your way. Shout out Jillian. Shout out Jillian. Shout out Julie Lai. Shout out the girls from Georgia Tech, because they asked for one. Um, that's all I got. Let's do Crunch of the Week. There it is. Are you ready? If you, I pulled these from the iTunes review, so if you want to be Crunch of the Week, if you want to get a shout out, if you want your review to be read, um, just drop us a review on iTunes for the Crunch. Let us do... Let's do this one. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan's giggly today I know honestly. this is I love it. This this one is titled I mean I don't like it, but I have self-respect by the Luke the Oh no <laughs> <laughs> He said, but more power to you. That's it. That's all he said. So That's all <laughs> So Luke from Catching Foxes says more power to those of you that do enjoy this podcast. <laughs> did he
2: rate it five?
1: Stars? He did rate us five stars, so thanks Luke. That's all I care <laughs>
2: about. I just care about the numbers. I'm a numbers boy. Oh, that's really hey, funny. Luke, how much we love the numbers. All oh, about the numbers. It's all about
1: metrics, baby. Uh, feel free to send either of us a DM if you hate hated what we said. An email also works. I'm trying to respond to the emails that I get. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, we're just going to be chilling for the next, next week until we get the next episode coming up. We've got some fun interviews in the next month or so. You'll, yeah, be, he- you'll be hearing about them. Uh, do, do we have anything else to tell them, Pat? I got nothing. I Sweet. Got nothing. Sweet. This is a fun episode. Really love doing the monthly mailbag. I think that was fun. We should Yeah, I love should... every every month. Every it's m- just so
2: great every month.
1: Yeah. That we've done. Every month. This is this is the twelfth month that we've done the monthly mailbag, so really excited to continue that <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna go do homework and watch football. Thanks, mailman Steve. Alright. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you and we will see you on the Twitters.